Episode 10. 11. Is it? Yeah, Red was you would, 10. You would think the guy who uploads them would know what freaking <laughs> number we're on. Welcome to the Modern 5 Podcast, episode 11. See, I just threw the 10 up and you shook your head like, yes. I thought you were saying one hour? No. Just one? Oh, hour. no. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, no. We're not good at sign language. Nope. Trades. No. We would fail. <laughs> we would definitely fail. <laughs> Well, our boy Dan is absentee again. Dad, come it, Dan. Teaching fly tying classes again. All right, you are missed, pass. sir. You get a pass. Yeah, passing on the uh, the knowledge, the love, the wisdom, building up the next generation. It's really it's servants' work, you know. That, that's the Lord's work, right there. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I applaud you, sir. Yeah, I applaud you. But well, we got somebody else in here with us. We do. Uh-huh. Yep. That's right. My he's man. Just a, he's just a dude. It's my dude, Donnie Price here. Ooh, owner, founder, El Gallo Fly Fishing Lodge in Mexico. Mexico, man. Mm-hmm. Mexico. I, when, sometimes when I talk to my guys and I say Mexico, well, I used to, they say, hey, <clears throat> Mexico. I'm like, Me- no Mexico? Mexico, man. But Texas is Tejas. That's, That's fine. right. That's fine. That's fine. But it's Mexico. Oh, yeah. All day, every like, day. Like, dang, man, my band. Dang. They're like, listen, white dude. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that happened. I was trying a little too hard. You were. You trying a little too hard. They said, listen, gringo. Yeah. Not here, sir. Just Mexico, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. So. I hear uh, that. Yeah. 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 Well, Donnie, if you, you know, if you've been around the Oklahomans, you probably run into Donnie. What, uh, Grayson, you met him through kicking it at the, once the shop got at open. the shop. Yeah. Yep. The fly shop. Mm-hmm. It's a good resource to meet other fly fishermen. Yeah. Forever. Donnie and I also met at a fly shop. Kapow. Just a really long time ago. A little bit ago. Just you were, you a, were a junior, hot, Josh. Yeah. It was literally, I, I was a junior in high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sophomore, junior in high school. Yeah. I don't <laughs> that know. was awesome. Yeah. Good job, yeah. Donnie. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the old river's edge. Yeah, hats. You should you should have your hat over your heart right now. I know. Yeah, the yeah. Uh, the stories that place could tell. Yeah. Farewell. Oh, for sure. If those for uh, sure. those walls could talk. We would all be in jail. Uh, probably. Or deported. Or <laughs> <laughs> deported. Yeah. You're out of here. Oh, that, that place, man. I, I've been joking. I think I told you this before. I've been joking about how we need to make a movie called From the River's Edge. <laughs> And most people would think, oh, I get it, you know, because the river's at, but really it's just about all the jack wagons that used to work at River's Edge. <laughs> and Be- come in there, the characters. Yeah, and the, and the characters that would come in there, and some of them come into the new fly shop. And um, yeah, man, they uh, that place was fire. Yeah. And, and you know, what's crazy is. Wasn't that the same location that everything has been? No. Okay. River's Edge was down the road. Yeah, oh, like okay. Hefner. Yeah, on May, though. So was it like in the whole 
That one plaza? That giant plaza where uh, it was right across the street from the dugout. Do you remember the dugout? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Literally right across the street. Barely, but yes. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Samesies. Samesies. (laughs) Samesies. They used to frequent the joint. Yeah. Daily hang. Yeah. And it was a daily post-shop hang. And then a liquor store next door. To the fly shop. Oh, man, it was perfect. Oh, it's location, it was, location, location. It was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but no, man, that place was awesome. And then the, the, what's crazy is the people who've come out of there, like in the sense of how they're all still tied into fly fishing. Mm-hmm. It's like most of the key cats who worked there, um, other than Reese mm-hmm. uh, Lansford, who started it, he's not in the fly fishing industry anymore. But Colby is a guide, and, you know, Bear and Travis were. Travis was a guide. Bear's a guide. Uh, Donnie was in that joint. He's a lodge owner now. I worked there. Your brother worked there. Yeah, Dallas. Dallas worked there. Um, but the only, a lo- the only big shocker with it is that Philly didn't stay with it. Yeah, that was that is a surprise. But then he had to like you know get like a real degree and do like real stuff. Yeah, he's a nurse practitioner. Yeah, know. he's he's the real deal. Like, yeah. he, oh he, sweet, that's yeah. yeah. It's a heavy, uh, heavy degree. That's a good one. Yeah, he's a good dude. Old Lee, Lee Dooley. Yeah, used to kick it there quite a bit. He comes in the shop now. He's an attorney. Also, you know, got his life together, unlike us degenerates who <laughs> <laughs> just decided to keep doing fly fishing stuff. Silly not to. You got to do what makes you smile, man. That's right. Amen. Yeah. But Donnie, man, you spun up. I, wasn't too long ago you said, man, I think I'm going to do something. This is the second time this has happened on the show. Rookie. My alarm has gone off. I turned mine off. Rookie. You would think I would learn, but uh, it wasn't that long ago. When you're like, dude, I'm, I'm going to spin this thing up down in Mexico. I think I'm going to do this. Why don't you uh, talk a little bit about, because you've been going there for a long time, right? I mean, you like kind of put in some work of five, six years of hanging out down there, yeah? Not quite five years. So okay. Like closer to four years. Okay. But um, it's kind of like the people that tell you, yeah, I've been fly fishing for 50 years, and then they can't cast out of their own shadow. They've been right. one time for 50 years. Right. Yeah, that doesn't <laughs> count. I've yeah. been there a lot. I've yeah. been there a whole lot. I've been there about every month of the year and uh the months that i haven't been there like um you know january when you shouldn't be there yeah there's just there's there's still stuff happening but it's just not anything that's interesting to me yeah i like it whenever it's during the season whenever the rooster's there and they're there right now yeah Yeah, you like it when it's hot it's got to be hot for those big big roosters there Um, what is it that draws them in there when it's hot because you'd think they'd go the other way you know food Yeah, but that's crazy to me that, like, it's when it's smoking hot that they're there. Boiling hot. Yeah. So hot out there. Well, I mean, the hottest months as far as water temperature is concerned in the La Paz area is typically September. Oh, really? Yeah, that's whenever the big hurricanes are coming through. It's kind of like... Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, it, it starts to taper off, like, in August, but July... July is whenever the big boys are, are usually there. That's that's the time of the Goliaths. Man, that's awesome. What else did you – so you, you obviously got roosters down there. Mm-hmm. From uh, I've seen some from pretty massive Dorado from Just your trip and, and uh, from Grayson's trip down there. What else you got down there? Uh, kind of the standby, the, the trip saver. Like if somebody's having a bad day, we can pretty much always pile drive skipjack. Skipjack yeah. or something that just wears people out. So, and you wouldn't smash some yellowtail down there, right? 
No, I would say more along the lines of Yellowtail smashed one of my clients. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those yeah. things are fierce, dude. He, for he sure. both a rod and a fly line. Yes. Oh, what a the ride. Same fish? Yeah, just a, three minutes into the fight, he ice-sticked it and bam, gone. Oof. Half, a, half of the fly line. So like a teeny 350. Done. So what he like Gone. just way up and had his rod up like this. That's not a fish that you can do that with. No, no. <laughs> anything in the salt. Yeah. Well, Dude. particularly a, a anything tuna and anything over 25 pounds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so by high sticking it, we're talking about like fighting it like a trout, getting that reel up and up, the up, rod up, up, going up. north and south reel up above shoulder or higher. Yeah, situation. Anything saltwater related, you want to stick with like a fifteen to twenty degree angle, you know. And whenever you get past that, just just reel down, you know. Right. Yeah. Bear on, yeah. Bear on your reel, and then let that reel work, and then, you know, fight that fish from the butt section of that rod, and straight up get that tip to where it kind of takes some of the flux out of the line, you know. So you keep tension on it at all times, but yeah, you gotta you gotta really lean on them with the with the with the rear end of the rod. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The backbone of the rod. For Keep sure. that yeah. reel in the hip. Yep. 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 Or in yep. your gut or yeah. right right along here. Mm-hmm. Your forearm. Right. Yeah. Yep. That'll tweak that'll tweak the wrist after a little while though. Yeah. It does my, me. My wrists are uh, I have problems. They're worked out. They're blowed out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, you can go there. Go ahead. So what, uh, what else we got down there? Donnie uh, lobbed that one, and I'm going to walk away skin. from it. I'm walking thick away skin. from that. I'm walking away from it. So I'm uh, turn my back. There's a billion, like, well, okay, there's a lot of fun species out there. Yeah, if a lot it, more than what I've caught, actually. Yeah. So it's the one of the things that I really liked about this place is it is a very rich like the most diverse fishery I've ever seen. Right? Same. And I, I lived in Alaska for seven years. I guided in Alaska. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's even more profound than that. Mm-hmm. So like you can you can tie something on that's got a lot of weight, get down into the reef, and get stuff that you're not going to be able to get out of there. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. if you have a winch, you're not going to be able to. Gee, there's you know, some there's some creatures down there. There's some Goliath grouper that are there. There are bumphead parrotfish yeah. that are there. No, they're not. For sure, like there's 50, bumpies down there. Fifty plus pound bumpies. Yeah, I've seen. They're just not coming up into the. They're not in the shallows, man. Right. They're deep. Yeah, yeah. But like, this is the place. How that, deep are we talking? Like fifty plus. Oh, like yeah. not obtain. Well, potentially obtainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can get there. You can get yeah, down yeah. there. I was getting there for yellowtail in March, which March March is a fun time to fish there. Yeah, that, I, I love the uh, that part of the country. February, March. I'm a fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fantastic fishery. Let's tell people where we're actually talking about and where we're at. Uh, oh yeah, we've just been telling them Mexico. <laughs> yeah, so we're actually talking about the Sea of Cortez. Yep, um, that is um, east of the Baja Peninsula and west of, I guess, Mexico proper. Yeah, essentially so Baja California. We call it the East Cape, and this is kind of on the north edge of that. Uh, it's about an hour south and east of La Paz, and it's about two and a half hours north and east of Cabo San Lucas. Yep, that's it. Yep, mullet snapper—that's another fish down there that uh, seems really fun. It's like a kind of like a red striper. Look at that guy. Yeah, yeah. They call that uh, cubero. 
Yeah. Ooh, that thing's cool looking. Yeah, Look at the bullet be. head on that thing. I, uh, one, one, day, one of my days when I was out there fishing, uh, we were headed back, and I said, hey, take your time. I'm going to do some weird stuff and throw on some sinking line and mess with all these fish that I can see down here. And I ended up pulling an island trevally out of there. Yeah. And uh, posted some pictures with it of it and uh, some Facebook groups and different places. And uh, That's when he was on the socials. That's back, that was before he bought uh, social media. The olden days. And, man, banned. those guys. No, he actually he banned himself. I did. Self-banning. Yeah. Those guys, there were so many guys came out of the woodwork like, dude, where did you get that? We've been trying to get one of those, like, these species hunters guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like. And I told him where, and he's like, that fish was not supposed to be there. I said, I know. <laughs> I just got lucky. Yeah. yeah, some of the other things. I mean, there, there are places that I've gone to with a fly rod on a ponga, live bait chumming, of course. But mm-hmm. I've caught 10 different species in one spot just in front of yeah. some, dude, some dude's house. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They just pull up there into some likely looking spot. It's got some boulders on the bottom mm-hmm. and see 80 feet in the water. I know. Yeah, that's awesome. amazing. I've got drone footage of, uh, of a, of a boat in 80 foot water. You can see the shadow of the boat on the bottom. That is so cool. That is unreal. That didn't surprise me one bit. That water is gorgeous. It's out a there. special place. It really is. I love the sea of Cortez. Um, you know, and, and just that the sea of Cortez, not only for, for anglers, but for bird watchers, wildlife watchers, uh, in general, like, one of my days out there, uh, we ran across a blue whale. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? And, and my guide, uh, Juan, he goes, that means good luck today. <laughs> he was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, basically, whenever you're fishing with Juan, it's good luck already. He, for sure. He's the man. Yeah, he is. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about Juan Lucero and who he is with your operation? Yeah, I mean, he's he's a partner. He's my business partner in the yeah. in this venture. Um, he is a second generation guide for the local area. His dad, Mauricio senior is, uh, kind of the pioneer of all of this stuff. Uh, he kind of broke into the fly fishing realm, right. And yeah. Juan took that over, captured that baton and just ran with it. Yeah. And he's in my estimation, and I may be a little bit biased about this, but I think that he's the best fly fishing, uh, guide for rooster fish in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't contest his pictures. No, you can't. The proof yeah. is there. Yeah. The evidence exists. It, it is all there for sure. Yeah. Um, my, and he, he does that. What His whole family's in that. I mean, you meant like his sons are involved now, correct? Or His son, uh, Juan David, is, is, is there and learning the ropes and is oh. doing excellent with them. No, he's, he's got the ropes. Yes. Yeah. He's, oh. he's banging. Has yep. he got his own boat yet? Dude, yes. Brand new. Brand new 23-foot Pongo. Pongo. Dang, he upgraded. When did he get this? Just recently, like a couple of days ago. Man, I'm proud of him. Yeah. That is awesome. So, yeah, yeah. He's paid his dues, man. He's yeah. he's there. He's the the child prodigy, and he's posting some pretty nice pictures right now. Oh, and I got off of Facebook. Yeah, I need to have him messaging me. No, you just need to. Yeah, sure, go that route. <laughs> um, <laughs> That was your first saltwater experience, right? Or was Jamaica? Jamaica. Jamaica. And that just kind of yeah. like, you went down there with freshwater gear. Oh, bigger yeah. Bigger freshwater gear, right? Like stuff you'd use for stripers and yep. bass. and. Uh, as far as my gear, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some eight-weight, yeah, cheap, yeah. cheapy stuff. Um, I hadn't made any investments into uh, 
saltwater rated gear yet. Yeah. And I was like, man, I got some cheapy stuff. I had some nicer things that weren't like heavy rods, though. I had some nicer five weights yeah, and yeah. things. But I was like, man, I ain't bringing a five weight out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, you brought an encounter, right? Yeah, 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 I brought a Orbison Encounter, and uh, the reel I had was a Clearwater cassette style reel, and I had a few different lines, and I brought um, my intermediate and my floating out there, and I got some flies off of uh, Riley DeLong, yep. my dude, and he's like, yeah, these, no, it was actually uh, Steve that gave me a box of flies that I took out That's there. right. And um, the, the Crazy Charlies were just smashing everything out there, and everything caught, great fly yeah i caught i don't know like five different species and just flung a larry i was out there with my wife it wasn't really a fishing trip but i bring a fly rod with me and uh in the morning before anybody's awake i just go walk bloody bay in jamaica uh off of the grill and um just cast fly rod and catch stuff and I caught more barracuda than anything yeah. and man that was fun that was my first and with no wire leader right yeah yeah, and I was, uh, I was, that was my first experience with how fast and strong saltwater fish are. He yeah. pretty much stopped asking questions about trout after that trip. <laughs> pretty much, that's pretty kind of much when thing, he, pretty, pretty much he came back, and I was like, "Well, the he's broken now. <laughs> so now he's a changed man." There are uh, things that I still enjoy about trout fishing. Oh, for sure, yeah. but um, it, just the fineness of it is what I, I think I enjoy the most. But, um, yeah, it, it doesn't measure in any any amount to what the excitement of saltwater fishing is. Yeah, like one's going yeah. to war and one's, like, going and seeking serenity, right? Like, yeah. that's yeah. that's how I think about it. You know, like, yeah. I don't go saltwater fishing to, like, go to battle, chill. Like, I'm I'm going to conquer some souls. Yeah, I'm going to. You know, like, that's I'm my gonna, goal when I get there. I'm going to whoop a fish's Yeah, I'm trying to break souls and yeah. conquer. For sure. Um, I will say the the, like... How saltwater changed me, though, and maybe I'm unique in this. I've never, I've been blessed that I've never found myself in an overpopulated flat, like mm-hmm. surrounded by a lot of other boats or anything like that. And so for me, it like highlighted this the being secluded and like it being my playground, my backyard. You know, like that's the vibe. Yeah. And so once I fell in love with that, I was like, well, I'm not really trying to trout fish with a bunch of other people either, you know? Yeah. And so like changed how I started thinking about my trout fishing uh-huh. in the sense of like, well, no, man, I want to go place where I'm not going to see anybody. You know, even if that means I got to put in more effort, that means I got to hike in further. I got to hike up higher. Um, I got to pick maybe the river, a time of year on a river that's really famous, but most people aren't trying to suffer that much, you know? January. Yeah. Like, you know, I've never been on the Mo in the summer, but I've fished the Mo quite a few times, but I've always fished it in January and February and smashed, like, had great trips, but literally not a soul there because no one else is trying to be as stupid as we were. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that was the big switch for me was like, okay, now I want to approach freshwater, like my saltwater experiences where, you know, whether that's, Hey, let's go ahead and make that hour and a half run that everyone else isn't making. Cause I know no one's going to be out there Yeah, or let's go to a place that's more secluded though. We may not catch as many fish. We're going to fish the way we want to fish. Uh-huh. And I felt like saltwater opens up a lot of opportunities to do that. You can go to that spot where everyone else is, 
Or you can find that stud guide who knows it so well that he's like, uh, see all the, no, we ain't going to go there. I got a fuck up. I got a spot. Down the way. I got a spot. Yeah. Close your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to blindfold you, but we're going. <laughs> we're going. Yeah. You're going to be blind casting now. Yeah. It's like you're literally, <laughs> literally, you can see the pictures later. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, we'll tell you how it went. <laughs> strip, 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 strip. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. So let's get back to uh, uh, Baja. We also call it Baja. So this is the La Bantana area. See Cortez. Can you guys explain that to me? Because because it's not Baja. Uh, it's BCS. It's it not. It's a. No, that's what I'm asking. Baja California Sur. Is. Yeah. Huh? It's BCS. Baja California Sur. Sur means south. Okay. S U R. So that is pretty much that whole uh, peninsula. It goes long right. ways. Yeah. It yeah. Long it goes ways. super long. I don't long think. Way. I don't think it goes all the way up. Is it called BCS? But no. it's it's a lot. Big portion of that. So peninsula. you have BCS and then you have Norte. But yeah, where that switches off is uh, it's somewhere in the vicinity of Ensenada. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's pretty far good. up north. Good there. to know. Yeah, I don't know. There are places in in Norte that actually have trout. Really? For sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. High in the mountains. Yeah. There, are, you know, wineries there. It's, yeah, it's yeah. A beautiful place. What kind of trout do they have? Uh, I'm somewhat intrigued. Yeah. It's, it's who knows. Yeah, it's some sort of. Uh, <laughs> A variant of, of like a golden trout, I think. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's super that cool, is actually. Really, yeah. huh. huh. I did not know that. They don't get very big. And yeah, of course not. It's a tough place for them to live, but yeah. they, they did it. Like, uh, there are other places in Mexico. All stalkers that then took hold or natives? They're natives. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, they have to add that to the bucket. How safe is it to go explore those mountains? It, it's actually not bad. So there's there's a pretty common misconception about Baja. Yeah. That it's just about the same as everywhere else in Mexico. And yeah, in, in a lot of aspects, it is Mexico. But there has been very few people in Baja that I've ever met that were just sketch. Yeah. Like, same I, here. I yeah. know that there are, you know, there is a cartel presence there, but it's not felt by us. Yeah. And so let's kind of talk about that, the experience of getting down there. Cause like, man, you showed me videos and photos and grace and same, like, where do you fly into, uh, maybe talk about the, well, let's say you, um, you do the fly in drive down route. Let's talk about that. Cause that seems super rad to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, I mean, it, it's probably not as adventuristic as, that's what you have in your mind right now. Oh, well, that's disappointing. They're you should have lied to me. Really nice roads. They're very well maintained. They're maintained by just normal dudes. So if there's something wrong that goes on, they just fix it. They jump on it because they use those roads. Right. Uh, They're not trying to have the front end of their truck eaten by a pothole. For sure. <laughs> Plenty uh, of those. Speed enforcement there is by, uh, by <laughs> topes. Basically, what's the, a speed bump? Right. Okay. And if you don't watch out, you're going to eat one of those. <laughs> That's facts. Like I've gone airborne on them. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other speed enforcement there is uh, typically cows. Yeah, I was going to say the roaming cattle. So A lot free, of that free ranging cattle and goats. And what kind? Of, they, what are they? Uh, what cattle are those? Cat, Catalina, Brahma. They're, like, they're just, you know, there's a there's a type of ice cream that's called skinny cow. Yeah. That's what I imagine makes that ice cream. Probably Catalina. <laughs> Probably right. what it looks like. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can see the ribs. For sure. Yeah. It's, 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 for us, our experience, we drove, well, we flew into uh, Cabo, the SGAD airport. 
SJD. SJD. Yeah. yeah. Cabos. Yeah. Uh, cool. Santos, San Jose del Cabo. Yeah. San Jose del Cabo. Um, airport. It's an international airport. There is another one that's going to put you a lot closer to, to La Ventana, which is called La Paz Airport, but that's for like, um, it's not international. It is. It, but like the days were weird. Like it's it's kind of tough to get in and out of there. It's it's pretty few, um, especially compared to what goes into Cabo, right? Yeah. But you can do it. So there are direct flights from Los Angeles. There's one from Denver. There's one from Phoenix. And I've heard rumor of it coming from, from Dallas. So is that getting better? Because, yeah. man, when I looked, there it's, was just like no dates. It's getting better and better. Okay, but good. It's real, uh, it's real hit and miss right now. If there was an opportunity to be able just to fly into La Paz, I'd do it every single time. Cabo 100%. is just insane. Yeah, it's it insane. is. It's a madhouse. But it's fun, man. It's it's an, it's 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 big. Um, you're going to get a lot of the, hey, come here, come here, don't talk to me. And don't go over there and talk to anybody. Don't get anybody's cab. Don't do any but of that But you, you were in a Jeep, right? And just yeah, cruise so down, we, top yeah, off, from like the, did the thing, right? We did, man. So from that Cabo airport, um, we, we got the Jeep and uh, took the top off. And you off said it was a crazy Jeep for the week. Yeah. Yeah, for the week, I, I think it was like 220 bucks. And there was like Come unlimited mileage and stuff. Come on now. Yeah. Not now. And uh, no. no, there's been some inflation. Yeah. Oh, brutal. Dang. It hasn't even been a year. Yeah. But um, we had this sweet uh, charcoal uh, Jeep with the, the hard top that you can take off. And we took it off and drove to La Ventana. I have a jam for that. Literally. And it has to be played in order for it to be a Baja trip. It has to be played. What's the jam? Like, do you have a whole playlist? Uh, I don't have a playlist. I just God, have we should one jam repeat. that must be played. And what's it's, that? What is it? The Red Hot Chili Peppers Encore. Okay. All right. All right. I'm in I it. I can get with that. I can I'm get with that. It. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. We'll throw that up. A link to it in Apple and Spotify in <laughs> the uh, link yeah. so you can experience the audio. I will experience. be listening to that this And Saturday. that drive is, um, so once you get out of uh, Cabo proper and stuff, you know, it starts to get kind of rural and... Um, it's really just farming community out there. Mountainous. Um, yeah, mountainous. Yeah. Um, the roads are super nice. There's some sinkholes in there, yeah. for sure, off the side. I mean, because it's like they're building everything on sand. Yeah, Let's right. just be honest. It's, right. it's going to sinkhole It's like building stuff in there, Florida. There are a lot happen. of washouts. Yeah, yeah, lots of washouts. A lot of washouts. So yeah. drainage there is, uh, you know, they get it's the water second all thought. at once. It, yeah. yeah, and it's a second thought, too, of like where that water goes. They don't really consider that. It never rains. Never like, rains. Like uh, September is the most rainy season, uh, mm-hmm. month of the season. Because of the hurricanes. Yep. It rains three days on an average in <laughs> September. And that's the rainiest month of the year. That yep. is that is arid. Man. So your joint, man, I've seen pictures. It looks unbelievable. It's a up, up place. on a hill. You're looking over the Sea of Cortez, correct? Uh, actually, yeah, you're looking over Muertos Bay. Okay. Right? So it's this Caribbean-esque looking. I mean, it looks like the water that's in your in your water bottle. Yeah. It's turquoise, beautiful sand bottom. 100%. And yep. then you've got a mountain range that goes off kind of to the uh, the southwest. And then La Ventana is kind of off in the distance towards the west. And you've got La Ventana Bay to the west as well. So you've got this beautiful cactus forest that's down. You can see the, the wonderful... Um, you know, the, the shades, the different shades of, uh, like, greens and shadows in the afternoon. And then whenever that sun starts to go down around the, the mountains, that's whenever 
like it's magic time to take pictures. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's and you is this like is this the place you showed me that like overlooks and it's got that sweet infinity pool and like mm-hmm. straight spa esque. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. It's so gorgeous out there. Man, you had mentioned uh some of the you you were pulling in some local chefs and you had built some relationships with local farmers and ranchers and, and things to really, uh, amp up the, the culinary experience there and, uh, some other things to go on if you weren't just there to fish and wanted to enjoy it. So you wanted to bring your wife who wasn't a fly angler. What does that look like? Yeah. So the, um, basically houses, Ooh, sorry about that. The, uh, the houses there are complicated and, it's kind of like having a captain for a ship. You know, that, that dude that runs that house is kind of bound to that house. It's yeah. kind of like a soul connection, right. right? Like an avatar sort of a thing. Right? Yeah. Um, the guy that, uh, that runs our house, his name is Javier. And he absolutely like lives to, to do this stuff. So he's a great host. If he was a super, um, like a, like a, if he had a superpower, it would be that people love him. Yeah, and he's a he's a next level cook. It's really it's weird. Like he can make the most simple thing, and it just tastes like oh, yeah, right. this is gourmet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've seen pictures of some of the food he throws out. Man, that dude's plating it like a freaking James Beard nominated chef. Just like <laughs> it's what's up, dude's got a Michelin star or something. You know, that's awesome, man. But like this guy, this guy took off for for two months and went to Europe, went to Egypt. Traveled all around Spain. Oh, to like train. And he's studying other people that are doing yeah. this like old world style. And he brings that to, to what we do. So, yeah, it's a, it's a special thing, man. That's unreal, dude. That's yeah, that super is, radical. That is super cool. So, um, if you want to like paint a picture for us, like someone, you know, arrives to the lodge. Um, what happens with these people and for these people as like the day progresses? And what is, what is the a typical like first 24 hours look like for them? Yeah. So for the first 24 hours, basically we're just about getting there at around six, four to six o'clock in the afternoon. Right. Okay. So yeah, we fly into Cabo usually uh, midday, you know, have to get baggage, get everything arranged, get to the lodge around six, eat around seven o'clock, chill out, have some drinks, socialize a little bit, get to know everybody that's there. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things that I like about it is everybody has a very common interest and you're kind of introduced into this brethren, but everybody's all different and they've got yeah. different experiences. <clears throat> They're from different parts of the world. Yep. You know, it's, it's just, it's super cool to kind of meet a small group of people that, that are passionate about the same thing that you are. Absolutely. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, but the uh, the next morning we're hitting it hard, you know. Yeah. We're up before the sun. So uh, what, what do we do? Uh, are do we, we have are, to are be we getting up before fed? the sun? Is that like a must? It's just kind of how the sun. It's, how it's, it's like your trip. It's your trip. Must. <laughs> if you want to catch fish, come on, lazy pants. Be up with the sun. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna take breakfast burritos with us. There we okay. go. Yeah. Um, nice. We're gonna run out and uh, do whatever we need to do to get the bait situation, and then we're gonna go to the fishing spot. Whenever we get to the fishing spot, we're going to show you a workout. Yeah. Yep. So yep. these fish are strong and uh, they're smart, and you got to work for them. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's not it's not anything that's just going to be given to you. People think you know bait and switch with live chum, you know, or you know top water baits. It's going to be super simple. It's not. 
Yeah. Believe me, these fish are very, very smart. They're very fast. And they're very, very decisive. Yeah, absolutely. So, and we're specific. What could a, the uh, the angler expect out there as far as what does he want to bring as far as gear? Do you provide gear, or if you do provide the gear, what should someone be practicing with, and what weights and, and things like that to just kind of get their swing right and feel kind of comfortable when they finally get on that panga? Yeah, so we do provide gear. Uh, we don't charge anything extra for it unless you break it. And if you break it, uh, it's it's basically we, we charge for that. Okay, right? yeah. Um, if you're going to practice, which I highly encourage because we, we utilize some techniques that are, you know, not really conventional. Yeah. Right? So you're casting a long ways. You're casting uh, quickly. You know, mm-hmm. you want to you wanna get out there swiftly, not to, not to use your thing too much, but um, you want to be able to, to cast accurately and you want to be able to cast far yeah and you need to do it in that order right yeah practice everything in that order mm-hmm. uh 10 weights 12 weights kind of a must yeah. right as far as that's concerned um past that i mean you need to you need to practice your retrieve you know mm-hmm. and this is a double-handed retrieve uh tuck the rod up underneath your armpit and haul that thing as fast as you can rip it even as yeah. fast as what you can do that the fish are going to be so much faster so whenever they they eat don't set the hook no (laughs) keep keep Keep, retrieving stripping yeah keep retrieving whenever that fish goes sideways that's whenever you heave hoe that thing but do not do it with the rod tip yeah no do it it with the strip set yeah absolutely and and you need to practice that as well and anticipate whenever you see that fish eat he's probably going to come at you another 10 or 15 feet before you come tight with that fish. So just keep hauling that line in as fast as you can. And whenever yeah. it gets tight, heave hoe that mother and then hang on. Cause you're not going to, you saw him eat, but you're not going to see him again for 45 minutes. <laughs> you're going to see him for a little while for sure. Are we yeah. talking roosters specifically here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, conversation. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dorado is more of a single hand strip. Most of the time. Yeah. There it's, are times when they're fired up and they're going to be eating, you know, quickly. They, they want to see a faster, you know, based upon. Rooster fish get yeah. bored. And you educate them, too. If they see something and it doesn't look right, they're out on it. They won't see that thing. They won't look at it again. Period. Like they won't look at that fly again. They're gone. Yeah. Oh, just educated that fish. That's great. That they're gone. So. That's They'll disturbing. Leave that, that, that feeding frenzy pod. They're, they're just, they're out. That yep. individual yeah. or the whole pod will disperse? That individual. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they, we haven't really figured out that they talk to each other yet, but I w- it wouldn't surprise me. Would right. They, like, me there's either. no other fish like a rooster fish. Yeah, like, they're, they're the only one in their family. That's it. It's real. They're It's really interesting to watch. So I'll, I'll kind of paint a picture, and Donnie, feel free to chime in. Um, so you're on a panga. Um, you're with the guide and stuff, and you're you're – They've located an area, the guides have located an area that seems pretty fishy, looks pretty good. Uh, they start chumming out. Um, you start getting some activity. Um, you'll see some fish start to move below. It's usually your needlefish are always there first, and then a few other species, smaller fish. And then you'll get some, some mahi move in, and, you know, you'll be able to stick some of those. But if a rooster moves in, it's like the lion. Yeah. It's like parting the waters. When those things move into this frenzy, Everything kind of skitters off, and you can see this this comb coming up, and just the the rate of speed and how much water they disperse and their power. I mean, you can tell that something very different is in that water, 
And those rooster are, man, they're special. When they're those big ones. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the. Uh, the little ones are cool too, man. I mean, they're super, yeah. super cool. But you get that 30 pound plus yeah. rooster in there. It's just like a, there's there's a significant animal in there right Yeah, now. there's an apex predator there for sure. Yeah. And you can tell it by the sound of the way that they smash something on the top. Yep. You know, it sounds like a bowling ball hitting the water. Oh, it's. Yeah. And man. Like you described this, this Freddy Krueger's fingers coming out of the water and zipping yeah. around. and Fast. Just going as fast as what they can and then take a knife's edge 90 degrees <laughs> cut just it's amazing it is yeah. amazing yeah amazing so so somebody's going to want to practice their casting like you said uh you said 10 11 12 weight mm-hmm. kind of ideal out there practice like you play otherwise you're going to play like you practice amen for sure which is terrible yeah <laughs> <laughs> um let's see what else is uh the the, the trip uh, look like for them and stuff what do we do with What's Roosters, it? we release them, but with, with mahi, do we have an option to... Oh, yeah. So, like our big mantra is we're not sending people home with fish. We will not bag anything up for you. Sure. Right. And we do that basically as for uh, conservation efforts for the for, for the sure. bay, right? Yeah. But uh, it's not beneath us to conk one in the back of the head, take it back and make some ceviche out of it. Yeah. Or sashimi or you know, the different species. There are different ways of, of preparing the different things that are just... It's next. It's next worldly. It is. Yeah, it's so delicious. It's next worldly. Yeah. There was one of the, the mahi that I I stuck and and, and brought to hand. Um, I can't remember who was. It was like hooked deep or something like that. But the guys were like, "This this fish is gonna die. Do you want it?" I was like, "Yeah." yeah. And one David he cleaned it right there on the back of the pango. Yep. And it, and it went to the cooler and uh, in a bag, and I, I I take it to my hotel and it was cooked up for me. Yeah, isn't that great too? You can just like roll in, hand it off. Someone takes care of it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. We can. Uh, did you see the fifteen thirty five restaurant, the Beach Club restaurant, right there by the boat ramp? Yes, we do that a lot. So we'll oh, go there. That's perfect. They'll cook fish like five different ways. Bring it out for yep. everybody. We eat with the guides. You uh-huh. know, we celebrate our guides. Literally, one of the guides is my partner. Mm-hmm. We love those guys. They're not treated like second class human beings. They're, they're one of us. Oh, yeah. Like, the last night of, of the trip, they're going to eat dinner with us. Yeah. You know? And we kind of celebrate them in that way. Uh-huh. What's the average trip length you like to have that uh, you found is most productive for just time to, to settle in, relax, recharge, also get some great fishing in? You know, we've talked a lot in the past on the podcast about uh, – when you go saltwater, you always got to have some contingency days in there for weather. Then you know that may just throw a wrench in your plans. Sounds like that's less of an issue down where you're at. Um, Depends on the season, man. Right? Yeah. Depends right. on the season. So, like during the winter time, uh, La Ventana is like literally a world class destination to go kite surfing. Oh, right. Yeah, so that's not good for fly fishing. It's, it's one of those things that uh, that people literally traveled the world to go there and it's because it's shallow not a lot of waves but a lot of wind but yep. whenever you get down to uh you know the channel in between la ventana and Soravo island gets pretty rough right there are days that you can't go out at all it's, mm. it's just too dangerous so yep. if you give yourself three or four days you might not be able to fish at all right right During, like december january you know yeah that that range yeah um February, still kind of sketchy. May, it starts to, or March, it starts to kind of step outside of that, right? So you have better and better chances of being able to do that. That's why we go for Yellowtail in March. Yeah. Yeah. 
March Yellowtail Madness trip. Yeah, heck yeah. Fun. Count me in. Yeah, I, I, I haven't stuck a Yellowtail yet. They're uh, a blast, man. Yeah, Whenever I mean, they hit, they thump, and it's deep. You, get, you feel it. Really? Jars your teeth a little bit. Yes. And then they start heading straight for the rocks, so you got to stop them. So in my experience, when I was sticking rooster in September, oh. I'd stick them, and they'd go straight down like a catfish. Mm-hmm. And but whereas the mahi would just run yeah. jump. football and two football fields out and taking your and just jump and jump and jump. They're so much fun. But after that one long run, you're manhandling, you're beating up a mahi. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's easy to bring them in and stuff. But uh, talk about that that rooster strength and dive. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. It's fast and it's uh, it's strong and it's for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And they are going to dig and they're going to go away. That's what they do. It doesn't seem like they uh, they really associate with uh, with structure all that much. So you're not you're not concerned about them wrapping you up in rocks or right. any debris that's down there. So I think that it's because you know they are so fast. Mm-hmm. That's kind of their primary defense. Their speed, speed outrun anything. Right? Yeah. Besides maybe. I don't know. They're probably faster than a Mako as well. Maybe. But they, they head towards the, the deeper part and the open water, and they just keep doing that. And yeah. whenever you get them tired enough to where they start actually coming towards the boat, they do that tuna fish circle, mm-hmm. the death circle thing. And That's a good way to lose one. Yeah. Right yeah. there. Yeah. 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 It's a good like, way to throw a hook. The biggest one that I've caught so far was 75 pounds. Oh, my guts goodness. hurt whenever, whenever you started doing that. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh. Like all this for this. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. This could go down. But you brought them real fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of the other thing. Whenever they decide they're going to eat, they they eat. They commit, right? So yeah. that that flies in their crushers. Yeah. Yeah. You right? know, you got a, yeah. a, it buried pretty good. At yeah. That, if you fought it that long, you know, it's yeah. it's in there. So you, you mentioned if you only had three or four days, you're probably selling yourself short. So what do you look for? You, you know, is this a in on a Saturday, out on a Saturday, hopefully. You yeah, know, so that's the best so situation. Yeah. yeah, six fishing days is a good thing. Seven seven nights. Um, during the during the rooster fish season, I mean, we're in such demand that people are just going to want to do that. And there are going to be more people that want to do that than people that want to fish for three or four days. Right. Now, this year, I mean, this is kind of the first, the first season of the lodge being open. So I did break a couple of weeks up. Nice, um, but it won't happen next year. I promise yeah. you, we'll be slammed next year. Yeah, I yeah, love that. And, and I think we're and also you know we're coming out of the the COVID thing and the restrictions and everything like that. You know, travel people are getting more used to it and, and feeling more comfortable with it. So yeah, you'll probably get a lot more of that out there. We, yeah. we were talking earlier, and I think we were at, we squirreled ourselves about some species of fish, but man, uh, it's really sounded like from the people who've come out there so far that this really is a fabulous place for anglers and non-anglers alike. Yeah. What does a non-angler's day look like? A day spa, basically. Oh. Right? Yeah. Sign me up for at least one of those. We have masseuse come by, and you can... (laughs) Sign me up for two of those. (laughs) You can can sip mimosas by the the private pool that is overlooking... I'm not on that part, but okay. Overlooking Muertos Bay, or, you know, we can can go do nature-related stuff, or if you... If you really want to, we can go to La Paz, go shopping, do do something like that. But typically, I mean, we're not doing. Who's that trying to than, leave? You yeah. know, I wouldn't be trying to leave. There's some people that do, and yeah. to my experience, those are not the people that we're interested in. Those are not the people that we're going to be able to serve the best. Right, the people it's, that we're going to serve the best want some solitude. Right, they yeah. want they want a place to go and and reset. 
right? Some place that's quiet, some place that's nature related. And yeah. be taken care of and not have to lift a finger and just enjoy themselves. For sure. We've yeah. got access to, uh, you can't really say private beaches. There aren't any private beaches there. They're right. all public, but there's private access to them. So people that have boats have access to them, but otherwise they they don't. I mean, you see stuff that's on these beaches that nobody's picked over. So we have to go beachcombing at least once. Yeah, it's you know the, it's kind of that island life, right? When I first started going down to the Keys, you know, you have this idea of what Florida is, right? And uh-huh. Like hanging out on the beach. And my buddy's like, "Dude, we don't go to beaches," you know, because same deal, right? Like all the beaches are public. Yeah, but. Every single one of those islands has a sweet beach on it too. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah, and uh, holiday, they holiday island at Dunedin, yeah. beautiful yep. place. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, you know, I quickly learned that that was the move. The move was like identify and find your cool beach, and yeah. by identifying a cool island that you wanted to go hang out at, and go there, you know. And then you obviously got your party islands like Marvel and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that 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 part of the. Um, of that culture, I think super rad just being able to, you know, do a little bit of fishing and run over to an Island and have basically a private beach and kick it and recharge and get back after it. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my wife loves snorkeling. Oh, really? Oh, Oh, it's a bomb, bomb place to snorkel. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And those are not that's some of the nature options you were discussing. For sure. Cool. Um, so hiking, obviously, you know, in the desert, it's it's fun to do early in the day. Let me tell you about my desert hiking experience. Sure. Let's go. It involved Border Patrol and the Coast Guard. <laughs> I don't recommend it. Yeah. Personally. Ooh. But there, you probably wouldn't have the same experience. That's a Laguna Madre, right? They're, yeah. They're neither there. Yeah, no, they're not there. Uh, but yeah, that was interesting. So needless to say, I'm out on the sand dune hiking, I think of, I'll stick to Little Sahara. Yeah. Yeah, Donnie and I were just talking about Laguna Madre. Yeah. Yeah. Such a rad place. Oh, unbelievable. He's like, yeah. I was talking about the towy, and I was like, oh, take it, maybe take it out to Texas coast. He'd be like, yeah, it was shallow out there. It would smash in Laguna because Laguna is so protected. And small, it's shallow. It's shallow. Yeah, I mean, you can it's wade across the whole thing almost. I did, like yeah. a month ago. Yeah, there's Shout only out to a, my buddy Rick Hartman. There's only a couple of spots where you have to watch out that are too deep to wade across. Yeah. But they're clearly defined on the map. Like, you're an idiot if you find them. You're right, yeah. You, like, you didn't do your research. <laughs> no <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's uh, pretty hard. Better chart pretty follow. hard. Yeah. Pretty hard to uh, do that. But, yeah, that's a rad place, too. Um, yeah, man, I, I, you, you know, I get all jealous when you guys all talk about it cause I haven't made it down there yet, uh, to that part of the woods, the, the world. That's, uh, one of the places that I haven't checked off the list. July 20th. <clears throat> that's right. Still don't have a rooster on my, on your, uh, checklist of nope. species. I haven't done it. Oh, uh, you sounds like you're going to, right? That's right. July 20th. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Get on, it, you're, dude. you're there. Get yeah. it. Get yeah, we're gonna good. we're gonna shoot some video. We're gonna shoot some sweet photos. Mm, yeah, content, baby. Yeah, meet we're some new folks. Yeah, with. meet some new folks. Do some stuff. Yeah, um, get to meet the Lucero boys. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. cool. We're gonna mic them up. Yeah, you can't. Uh, no, it's gonna yes, be I awesome. Am. Huh. Yeah. Yes, I am. Oh, I he, perfect. He should. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. I'm not saying it's gonna be usable. I'm just telling you, I'm gonna mic them up. Oh man, two of my favorite fun. things about these places. <clears throat> this place is uh, number one looking at people's face whenever they see my patio because it's 
they, they're like, I can't believe this even exists. Right. The second thing is to watch Juan Lucero go crazy when somebody hooks into a nice rooster fish. It's, okay, it's okay, awesome. Okay, okay, we need okay. to get some sucker mounts. So that we can read. I've got one. So that we can run dual camera. For uh, GoPro? Mm. Mm, I'm thinking like big camera. I don't have anything for that big. We'll find it. We'll find it. We probably need a steady rig too. Got till July. I know. I need an easy rig that I can run over my. Yeah. the backpack. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, That's a game changer. Yeah. Uh, On on the ocean. Yeah. 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 It, it really is. It's 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 a pain. It sucks, but dude, there's a place. The footage is so much better when you wear one. There's a place that I know that's called the Boca. That the mouth. You're gonna have. You're gonna have a blast. It, it's it's gonna be a perfect place to film. Yeah. So I don't like swimming. Like I can swim, but my lower half sinks. It's beach like filming. A, yeah, like a, a rock. Beach fishing. Because I really like underwater stuff. But that's, I've always paid someone to be that guy. You have a housing? <laughs> huh? You have a housing? I don't for that one, but I, I've been thinking about pulling the trigger on one. This is waiting. It's not, it's not deep. But the visual... There's still the falling in that I like having the housing for, for protection. Shallow for a while. Uh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Cool. But uh, that's something we should probably discuss is the dichotomy of, you know, bait chumming on a ponga versus beach fishing, which is... Probably one of the hardest things to do in fly fishing to catch a grande roosterfish from the beach. Uh, yeah, that's off respect. What to was those running down the man? Yeah, Frank Frank Smithers. Oh, oh, old Smithers yeah. film, uh, Comb Enterprise. Yeah, that was his uh, sales rep company when he was a rep back in the day. I don't know what he's doing now. I've been seeing him in a lot more footage lately, though. It's like he came out of the woods. I think he moved to the East Coast. I don't really I know. I saw though. him in Denver. You did? Yeah, I saw him at the fly show. The fly oh, Frank, show man. Yeah. But it was just a, and he's gone. He's just looking for people that he knew. Yeah, yeah. He stopped and spoke with uh, with O'Keefe for a little bit, but who doesn't? Yeah, that was, golly, that was old school film tour days, you know, O'Keefe and Frank and yeah, Chris Owens and all them boys. Yeah. Um, congrats. Yeah, well, Owens, I know you don't listen to our podcast, but congrats on the kiddo, <laughs> sir. Hmm. You have to get him uh, obsessed with Bigfoot, just like you. Um, <laughs> when he left Squatch. Yeah, he, he used to be, be able to just get him riled up by bringing up Sasquatch. Yeah. Back well, in the day. Uh, I think he probably has the personality type that he could go head deep into that deal. He, I mean, he had thump, he had thumping sticks the whole night. Like, he would literally just, like, go out Morgan looking for him. Really? <laughs> yeah, for real. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, shoot, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what other kind of stuff is uh, we can talk about Baja related? Well, I mean, I, th- I, th- I think we probably... Probably covered it. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think the reality is this. like, Get if, down there and do it. Yeah, one, you should get down there and do it. Two, this is a really wonderful opportunity to engage your non-fishing partner in a trip that will be really enjoyable for both of them. Absolutely, yeah. You know, your wife didn't fish. She went down, had a great time. Yep. Um, And I think the other thing, too, is if you're looking for the complete other spectrum of fly fishing, if you are from here in Oklahoma and you've been getting your trout fishing on, and I'm not knocking it, but you've been chasing stalker bobos, Maybe you've done a little bit of bass fishing. Maybe you've been lucky to hook up with a couple of striper. And, like, 
you want to go do something completely different that still fits inside your passion of fly fishing. This is probably the furthest extreme you can go in the sense of not location, but rooster fish, right? I mean, there's only a couple other things I can think of that are as combative on a fly rod, a big tarpon and a mako shark. I don't know. Mako seems like they're they're probably a little bit superior. Well, but, yeah, but the, yeah. but similar. He's putting experience. just up there with yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's it's a battle, mm-hmm. right? Like they're going to do everything they can to yeah. win. They jump like twenty feet out of the out of the. Ocean. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're crazy. They're but I, you know, in that in we that, got we got them there. I know you do. I haven't targeted do them. You yet. Have, do you? You have sales too, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, sales yeah. and uh, striped mm-hmm. marlin, blue marlin, black marlin. Yep. And they pulling those up on the fly. Yeah, good. Yeah. But it's it's not it's not the same as like Mag Bay, you know. Which right. we've got we've got an operation that's going to kick right. off this year in Mag Bay. But um, you know they kind of they kind of roam north and then they come back south. Mm. And we catch so you're them catching them on the kind of the, on the pass through. Yeah. yeah, they're not yeah. exactly residents right there. They don't really stay there. July, yeah. July, late July is a good time to get them. Yeah, yeah. I'm rigging up a 14 weight right, right now. Don't tell yep. me this. Right we now. might do some trolling. uh yes please uh that's another one i've spent many i've spent many an hour off the keys looking for floating trash bags trying to get myself one of those on the fly and i've yet to (laughs) yet to bring one in yet to do it um yeah uh it's a fantastic fishery area and uh it's it's it is safe you know you know uh there's a lot of hearsay about you know mexico being dangerous and stuff and we've never experienced anything like that we've been to mexico a lot you know not just that area but all over mexico um maybe like mazatlan Mazatlan. yeah i mean there's areas you shouldn't go to right now. yeah i mean you know don't just don't be a dummy there's an ocean in between those two places turns out exactly yeah turns out there's you're on a peninsula Yeah. yeah um but yeah i mean here's the deal Don, you know, if you didn't catch it, uh, he was at the f- shop uh, a few weekends ago tying some flies or a couple months ago now. I can't remember time flies. See what I did there? It's too long ago. There? Flies. Time flies. Time Ooh. flies. Got it. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Good job, Dad. Yeah, you're welcome. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but he's around, and, and you can pick his brain and get to know him and uh, – I've been lucky to to know know you, Donnie, for a long time, and um, you're a good dude, man. Likewise, and I, man. I'm Thank really you. excited for you and this operation. But on that note, though, I think we should talk about the rad stuff you do around Oklahoma. This dude knows about some carp, boys and ladies. Yeah, carp are fun. They're they're you got some you got some sleeper spots. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, any anybody could that looks for them. They're everywhere, literally. Nobody yeah. fishes for them. They're selective, uh, discriminant, hard fighting fish. They're they're. I hold them in higher regards than bonefish. Like bonefish was a letdown to me because I'd fish for carp. Yeah. Just because of how picky they are. They're very picky, and they do communicate to each other. So, like you spook one, there's a chemical message that all of them will vanish. Oh. Yeah. They're like, that dummy's here. They're very smart. Get out of here. And you like to target them on lighter rods, yeah? I like three weights, four weights. Yeah. Dude, oh, that's crazy. That is awesome. Unless it's yeah. their stick-ups or something that, that makes it to where, you know, 
What's your favorite species of carp around Oklahoma to target? Do you have a, a favorite? Yeah, just the, the regular. Common, you know, common carp? The common carp that's not supposed to be here. Mm, okay. And I don't throw them on the bank or anything like that. I, I hold them in high regard. Yeah. But uh, there are some grass carp that are I'm rather tricky. I am into grass well. carp, man. Yeah. I just had a bunch of them die in my pond. That is not cool. Uh, yeah, it sucks, well, man. Turnover and stuff, yeah. No, it's just uh, it's two feet deep right now. Oh, virtually yeah. all of the rain that we've received recently uh-huh. has basically split and gone around. Ah, oh, the storm's breaking up before yeah. it gets we need to, to Yeah. Do we need to drip, uh, dig a well at your house Maybe, just for or, the pond? I don't know. I think God just doesn't want me to have grass carp right now. I think I need to kill a chicken or give some <laughs> rum to Joe Boo. Or, right. So yeah. I don't know what I got to do. Either rain dance. Some major somewhere. league uh, stuff. Yeah. 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 So what uh, What other kind of... Interesting is? side note, not related to baseball. In that movie, in Major League. So to speak about how cool movies used to be, how they actually used to make movies... So when they film that scene, when he smashes that home run and he runs around with the the bat in his hands, they filmed that entire segment after a Major League Baseball game, and that really happened. Like, he really was the one hitting. Hmm. And, and smashed it out like it, that. And he literally smashed it. And he was so stoked that he smashed it that he forgot to drop the bat. <laughs> that was not in the script. That's awesome. He was just so jacked Perfect. that he just... Manhandled a homer out of a major league ballpark. Yeah, that he just was running with, and it's How could so you not? it's so fitting for that character and his relationship with the bat and everything. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I was watching some backstory on that movie recently, and I mean, they were talking many, about that. How many people are watching you do that? I've thought about An this entire many times. freaking like sixty thousand. I can't remember what ballpark they were 40? in. Forty. Yeah, well, back then they were building bigger ballparks. You know, they've yeah. they've. You know, the well, new thing is, yeah. yeah, the new thing is to build ballparks that are just a hair of bigger than minor league to keep that close feel, right? Like they're building much smaller ballparks. Mm-hmm. Watch it on your phone. Yeah. yeah that's the other problem. Yeah. That's a big problem. But, yeah. Get outside. Uh, people go outside. Yeah. 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 But yeah, he, uh, all <clears> of those <throat> dudes were legit like playing baseball. How could he not be just so, so stoked about that? <laughs> so I if mean, you didn't like that movie, that. yeah, for real. <laughs> If you didn't like that movie before, and you're a warm-blooded American, I hope you like that movie more now. There you go. If you have a heart. <laughs> if you like America and fly fishing in the Constitution. So, Donnie, uh, here Marco. in Oklahoma, what, uh, what are some of your other uh, favorite species to target out here? I really dig stripers at the lower Illinois. Yeah. I'm buying a boat specifically for that. Perfect. So, like, August, that's going to be my jam. So there you go. I'll figure it out this year and next year. You might be able to hire me out for a guide, maybe. Oh. Hey, so on that Whoa. note, on that note, we had all that rain last year in the Arkansas. The Arkansas had just so much water. You had the dams broken. I have a theory. This is where this is going, by the way. And so water was coming. You know, flows were higher than normal at Lower Illinois. Stayed that way. And normally, from my understanding. What moves the striper out of the Arkansas and into the lower Illinois is that they need higher. We all know that striper need higher oxygen counts, right? And cooler water. Well, there's just a correlation between warm water and lack of oxygen. That's right. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I always understood was that the Arkansas would get too hot. Oxygen levels would drop. 
and they'd move into the lower Illinois seeking those higher quality of oxygen percentages. Yep. And food there too. Yeah. yeah. And food. Striper. And my theory is that the water temps, because of a steady flow of rain last summer and because it was running so much more than usual, that water temps in the Arkansas never got hot enough. Because mm-hmm. from what I understood is they never staged like they normally do. Like they were in the mouth, mm-hmm. but they never really came up in. Do you think that that's an accurate? I think so. And the year before that as well. Yeah. Um, maybe not to such a degree as what had happened last year, but have you ever fished the mouth of the, like towards the Arkansas? No, not where the, so not the, right the there where the Arkansas is. So like the Gore Landing downstream of that mm-hmm. i fish core some booty stuff there yeah that's yeah. Some good stuff your boat would be great for that i know your boat would be really great for that so like if i don't get mine <laughs> i actually will drop in at <clears throat> weber's falls and mm-hmm. then just cross the arkansas and then fish the mouth of that and then go up yeah uh i like gore better but like i've got what, what do I'm you like, like about gore better because like if they fire up the I'm going to try to pick out days that they actually fire up the generators. You want them to and gen. I'm going to go upstream. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to hit all the eddies and all that stuff coming down, and I'm going to row that like I'm rowing a, a steelhead river. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, I think that I think it's going to surprise people to see what fish are actually in there and what can be done on a fly rod. Yeah. And if I'm wrong, eh, I'm having fun anyway. Yeah. I, yeah. Amen. Yep. Oh, yeah. Striper are epic, man. They are. Especially the big ones. That's uh, yeah. it's my favorite Oklahoma species to target, but it's also a, a fish that uh, if you love disappointment, <laughs> go target striper on the fly rod. On the fly rod, you will have a tough day, and you know uh, a, a day of a thousand casts, and, and you catch two or three, and that's a really good day. Yeah. Well, and I think yeah. that that that's also a little more specific to moving water fisheries, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if you go through a sinking line on and you go to a lake where there's a bunch of striper and you find them, like, you're yeah. going to catch them. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, your chances are pretty damn good. Sure. Right? Yeah. But when you go fish the the moving water ones, the ones that are living in rivers, I feel like they're yeah a lot harder. Man, I don't know. I mean. No? Oh, yeah. I, well, with a fly rod, I mean, I don't know. It's just hard. My experience is pretty good. Pretty good thus far. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what this new boat does. What's your biggest striper out of a river in Oklahoma, not a lake? It was right at 30 inches. Okay. Last year at Lower Illinois. Yeah. yeah. So like 12 pounds, somewhere around there. Yeah. So I haven't just smashed them yet. But yeah. Give me give me a little while. Give, give Donnie some time here. Give, give, give Donnie some time. Yeah. Yeah. Donnie, some time. What uh, what Smalley rivers do you like in Oklahoma? I could tell you, but um, you're a jerk. <laughs> but nope, no. Um, Barren Fork is really nice. I love it. Barren yeah. Fork is really good. The Upper Illinois is a lot of fun. Uh, there's some smaller creeks that I would not. You'd have to torture me Same. To, to say it out loud. There'd be some bamboo and some fingernails involved. Oh yeah, and yeah. I've got um, some pretty special ones too. Yeah. The Blue River is a very good fishery. People Pennington Creek. That. Yeah. Um, you have to know some people, though. Yeah, because it's sketchy. Yeah. A lot and of water moccasins, a too. A lot of snakes. A lot of water It is one of the oh, snakiest. No. Yeah. Both. No. Blue both, is actually. snaky, yeah. dude. Not Pennington? Nothing compared to. <laughs> I've seen. I've been out to Pennington quite a bit. I've seen <clears throat> I've seen equal shares of both. Oh, I've I've not I've and never I, seen that. I've many. seen more snakey activity at the blue than I have Pennington. Yeah. Mm. 
And uh, bigger fish in the blue, too, as far as smallmouth. Pennington, Pennington, that's pretty good, though. It's fun. Pennington's just pretty, like, it's right. I love where the access is right there at the middle of a uh, tish. You ever, yeah. you ever access right there? Oh, yeah, that's the best place to go. Yeah. <laughs> you don't like it? <laughs> no, it's it's wonderful. That's, uh, that that's slow. The, that's the spot. That's, <laughs> that's slow the hot spot. Right there. That's, that's where you want to stay. You, right you, there. You just get away from the people taking their weekly bath. And then <laughs> oh, it, they're not too far. About. Yeah, not too okay. far. And just those, right there is those, really where you want to stay. Those bridges right there? <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, there was a time there that I caught like an eight-pound largemouth. Uh-huh. This was probably, I mean, I was, a, I was a paramedic then. Yeah. This was almost 30 years ago. And... Um, I strung it up on a stringer. I was like super proud of this thing. Yeah. Right. So it was, it was a day that I took off sick. Like I'm sick and tired of being at work. I'm going to go fishing. So I went down there and, uh, saw the fish, side casted it. It hammered something. I can't remember what it was, but got it in. And I was just like, Oh my God, this eight pound fish. I was going to take it home and eat it. Yeah. Put it on a stringer, tied it up to some roots and it was secure. And it was like hot that day. So I went up to a convenience store and got some water, came back, vanish. It's gone. I never saw it again. Your stringer there? Nope. Really? Nope. Took the took the whole thing. Golly. You know where the bridges are right there? There's that main access stuff and there's the bridges. Mm-hmm. And if you go north about, I don't know, half a mile upriver, there's those big old granite outcroppings and stuff that come out there. And have you ever fished that like in March? No, not in March. It was yes. Bank some sand bass there. June Bank them. April, like whenever it's redbud time. Uh huh. Redbud time, go there. Clouser. That's a fun. It gets like real deep right underneath yeah, there. That, cool. That's really cool. Flathead, too. I've caught flathead on the fly there. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that is a cool piece yeah. of rock, man. It's a cool it's a little place. place, man. I've caught a, a little dinker, smallmouth and stuff, but it's fun for me. Do you guys remember who John, Bob Jenning is? Bob Jennings he used to go around the schools and teach people about venomous snakes okay yeah 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 all right I, I told him I, I got to see him whenever I was an, an adult it was like a wildlife uh, expo deal sure and he's you know I, I went out to shake his hand and like his fingers were all kind of jacked up from getting bit by snakes so much <laughs> and I was like oh it kind of freaked me out a little bit yeah I was like hey man thanks for teaching us about you know about this stuff whenever I was a kid and he's like hey, man, no problem at all so I got to shooting shooting the, the breeze with him <clears throat> and um, was talking about Pennington Creek and he's like yeah man there are a bunch of rattlesnakes there I was like yeah there are a lot of water moccasins there and he's like nah there are no water moccasins there you're lying <laughs> called me a liar really like, I've counted 17 of them in one morning session he just flat out said liar you're a liar yep Okay, well, you're not real cool anymore, but <laughs> no, he's still cool. So, like, the things he did is cool. This was the homie that had like a, a table in front of a bunch of kids sitting crisscross applesauce. Yeah, 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 on the floor, and then like an albino cobra gets loose from him, and it's like eye level with me. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> this is no, the coolest dude in the world. Oh wow, dude! That's Could you imagine that happening today, dude? That dude oh, would get canceled like, and. Put in jail, probably. Probably and run out on a rail. Yeah, yeah. dude. It's like tarred oh and feathered or whatever. Yeah, whatever they do. Yeah. I don't even care. People these days. Um, man, Donnie, is there anything else you want to talk about or anything? No, right man. Now? I just wanted to thank you guys for, for having me on. I've listened to every episode that you've got. It's great stuff. I man. love what you're doing in promoting 
fly fishing in Oklahoma and you know the the fishing aspect of it too so yeah um, I love that you take kind of some of the some of the pompousness out of the sport mm-hmm. I want to really encourage people to do that so yeah fly fishing is just another way of fishing yeah we're just dudes it's just better <laughs> caveat just just dudes fishing man it's just dudes fishing man uh doing the same dang thing everybody else is targeting fish that's what we're doing we're targeting fish absolutely so yeah man uh donnie i just want to thank you man and, and shedding some light on on some some things uh, about uh baja area i didn't know about and stuff and and uh, bringing some knowledge and wisdom about rooster fish to our listeners and stuff man it and guys, if you ever get the chance to get out there, um, just do it. Just do it. I don't care if it's rooster, but please target the rooster. But mahi, there's there's a lot of fun stuff out there. We'll have uh, Donnie's uh, contact information for the lodge and everything like that in the show notes, right, Josh? You know it. Oh, show, Josh. You got any, any final words, my brother, man? No, get out and fish. Yeah, go That's outside. Oklahoma is awesome, words. people. Don't sleep on Oklahoma. Just because you you like to swing a fly rod, don't think that your opportunities are minimal. You get out there and hunt them. Get them, stick them. Very diverse. That's right. Sure. Thank you, Donnie. Yeah, man. Thank All you. Right. Thanks, guys. Keep it wet. Get it tight. Step up, run up, get up. What's up, suckers? What's up, what's up?